Hey there, Smelly Bellies. Welcome to another Smelly Cast podcast, episode number 37. Today we go into the future, and Mike discusses a really cool Kickstarter soda. Also, a petition. You must listen, and if you only listen, just listen to the end so you can sign the petition. Let's start. Well, Phil. So this is this is a pretty exciting episode. I've I've been pretty excited for this conversation for a long time now. As have I. Years. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Like years. Literally years. Well, it's it's a good one. But before we get down to the beefy cheese, I've got a soda. Like always. Like me too. Dang! We're so lucky. <laughs> we live in a world where we can drink gourmet sodas once a week. Mine's not really that gourmet, but I'll take it. Okay. Do you want to go first? It is Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Oh, sweet Baja Blast. Yeah, I picked up a couple 12 packs at the local gas station and um, oh. just reminded me how much I love this. Oh, stuff. it's so good. It's, it's so good. good. I got in an argument with a coworker the other day about Dewshine, about how I was just not impressed because he loves it. It's oh like, it's God, light, how? it's crisp, it's refreshing. And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't taste good. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have a Sprite than drink Dushan. <laughs> well, tonight I'm drinking a, a one that I'm actually really excited about. This is Taylor's Tonics Chai Cola. Select herbs mm. and tea, herbs, tea, and fizz to lift your spirits. Pretty awesome label. Dang, like, that looks great. And uh, let me just read you this little back here. America's most innovative soda kitchen, all-natural, Taylor's Tonics Chai Cola, a sterling blend of invigorating spices, premium black tea, and yerba mate. The, the result is a crisp, Ooh. refreshing cola with the natural benefits of botanicals, effervescent, spicy, energizing, unique, and naturally delicious. Cheers. Vegan and gluten-free. Dang. Let's pop the top. You have no vegans in that soda. None. Vegan free. Let's get a little. Oh, wow. That smells it's like straight up spices. Oh, it looks gross. It looks like a cola, though, I guess. Same thing. Gross. It's brown. <laughs> oh, wait. Coke's brown, and I love Coke. Dr. Pepper's brown, and I love Dr. Pepper. Interesting. Let's get that fizz in there. Pretty good size head. What I would expect from a cola. Whoa. So I can definitely taste the tea, which it's kind of sketchy on my end. This is actually pretty good. It kind of reminds me if you've had the Fentimans. I know I talk about Fentimans a lot, but they've got some great, unique colas. But they've got their cherry tree cola. Like if you were to take the cherry out, like it's a lot of that and I'm getting just like a lot of cool spices in there. That's something totally different though. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have from what I'm seeing I'm not seeing any sugar. Oh, nope, evaporated cane juice. Mm. So, but it's it's like way down on the ingredients. 135 calories. 
pretty cool. I guess this was on Kickstarter. Really? Interesting. Great label, though. Really well designed. Good soda. All right. Well, should we? Should I play a little uh, a little spot to? Yeah, let's do this. I think we need to introduce this with a good little bang here. A little bang. Here we go. A bing a bang. We've been looking for someone like you for a very long time. The future is running out. You have to come with us to change it. Why me? You could fix the future. You wanted to see Tomorrowland. Here it comes. Tomorrowland. Rated PG. Well, there you have it, folks. Tomorrowland. <laughs> now, Phil, do you remember when you first heard about this movie? Because I'm trying. I I'm racking my brain. I don't really remember. It was the um, app. There was the leak with the app with Damon Lindelof. That's right. That was so long ago. Yeah. That was probably like two years ago, right? Right. We were freaking out about it because um, not only were they showed photos of like the box from the vault, mm-hmm. from the archives, and yeah, and then the, Damon Lindelof was like tweeted it out. I think Brad Bird did. Um, yeah. So cool. Super cool. Well, and so w- one of the big appeals for me was the fact that, you know, written by Damon Lindelof, like the man is the man, you know, like just, just love him. And I love Brad Bird. Brad Bird's fan- fa- fantastic, you know, from Mission Impossible and you know, The Incredibles, and he's going to be doing Incredibles too, like really cool stuff. But Damon Lindelof comes from the good old Lost Days. He yeah. loves to twist twist our minds, twist our brains. I'm a fan. Oh, I'm a big fan. Well, and so how do we start with this? I think we should start with overall opinions first. I think that's okay. probably the best step. Um, because there was a very strong expectation for this film. Yeah. And I don't feel like I got it. Yeah, I have, I have two perspectives on this film. One, as an adult, yeah, it was fun and it was entertaining, but not at all what I was hoping for. As a kid, the whole time I thought watching it, I would have been so into this movie. Yes, as a kid. that's what I came this away with been too. Right up my alley, I would have been running around with that pin. Oh, I would yeah. have been. Oh man, it was like, it was quintessential Phil Hudson as a child. So that, and that's what I felt too. Like when I started thinking about um like like if i were eight years old and watching this this movie i really think that i would have just loved it and i would have just eaten all of it up but i didn't i wasn't like as affected as i wanted to be i wasn't like blown out of my mind like it didn't have any like revolutionary ideas like i think all of the story could have been kind of predicted and and based off of what i've been reading a little bit since the movie came out like they had to cut a lot of stuff and they they really um didn't get to present the full vision that they wanted Mm. to um which makes sense i think and and i think that that's what i felt as well but seriously if i were eight years old i would have just been all over this movie and like i was still blown away by by the acting was really good the sound was incredible and um, 
and, and the visuals, like the visuals of actual, like the actual Tomorrowland were just stunning. And it was everything that I wanted it to be as far as that goes. And yeah. like, and that ties into like a whole other expectation that I have with like Disneyland and the parks and what I, what I'm hoping for and praying for there. But I really right. don't know if it's going to happen, but we can, we can talk I, about that later if we have time. Yeah, for sure. I, I can appreciate all of those points. And I think for me, again, I think it was very visually great. I love the little cameos we got with the, uh, what is his name? Peel. Keegan Michael. Yeah, it's Key. It's or Keegan Key. Keegan Michael Key, is that his name? Yeah. Jordan Peel. Yeah. Yeah, Keegan Michael Key, man. He is, I mean, anytime I see He's him. He's all over the place, too. Dude, he, he was great in, uh, in uh, Pitch Perfect, too. Yeah, he was. But yeah, he is, I don't know, like, things like that are great, and I feel like they did a really good job of, you know, transcending time and taking you back into the 50s and, like, the World Fair and tying in the Disneyland and doing all that stuff. I was so giddy, like, permanent smile, like, actually seeing the World's Fair visualized like that, like, like, I've, I've been, I've read up a lot on the World's Fair and, like, looked at a lot of pictures and stuff, but to actually see it and to see it done so well was just yeah. so good and like the way that they did it's a small world was perfect mm-hmm. um we'll right in. yeah so i i loved i loved the world's fair i liked the acting loved tomorrowland uh the visuals of it and uh overall i was just really i was really impressed by a lot of it but i felt like the story didn't have quite the depth that I wanted. And honestly, if it would have gone more deeper, it might not have captured as much to, to like those young, that younger audience. And, and I wonder right. if that was a factor. Like they said, we got to get a PG rating. We're going to have kids in the audience. We need to appeal to them. We can't like get super crazy with in depth, complex story, you know, which is sad though, because I feel like you can. Yeah. And I feel like I would. Well, what do you think? Do you feel like that that might be a reason why they kind of dumbed it down? Do you feel like it was dumbed down, or do you think it was just wasn't quite a, a perfect hit? I don't know. They're just talking about tachyons and like accelerated physics, so I, I mean that's kind of tough. And they bring in, I mean they're bringing yeah. in like um, things like um, Edison and Tesla, uh, Tesla, and all of those things. I don't think it was really that dumbed down. Yeah, I think it had all the things it needed, but it's definitely. I mean, you're there's this interesting. Th- thing that i learned when i was first studying screenwriting and that is that if you have if you're writing a a, a, whatever audience you're trying to target write the next age for them right so their main character here is a girl in high school right which tells me that their target audience here is middle school boys yeah okay that makes sense yeah because you want to explore what that next step is that's why you know we like. Well, that's what they're focusing you know, on. Like, teen, like, right. like middle school boys aren't thinking about where they are currently. They're thinking about I can't wait until I'm in high school. That and, next great yeah, thing. High a, schoolers want to really know about college. Wow. College people want to know about after college. After college people want to know about the, you know the midlife crisis. It's up. yeah, you, you lived through that, and so to me, that's who their audience was. Mm. And they kind of tied it in by having George Clooney there, where for people like our age, we're like, oh, you know, what kind of struggles is this middle-aged person having? Totally. I l- so so that, that brings up another point. Um, George Clooney. I mean, he's always great. Always. Yeah. Like, he's just so solid. I just love everything that he does. 
And I felt like he was just as great in this. Like, he played that kind of crazy dude that sticks to himself. He knows a little bit too much about what's really going on. And yeah. uh, I loved, oh, I could have spent so much more time in his house, like, geeking out on the technology yeah. that he had. Like, even, so when they attacked, I, so, spoiler warning, you know, this is happening. But when these guys attack his house, like, all of his different, like, measures that he has... And he's just going around, like, turning stuff on and, like, as they're running through. And, like, you're sure that, like, every once in a while they're just going to get taken out and then just keeps delivering. It was so right. fun. It was so cool. I really would love to know more. Because you know that they definitely thought through the technology that was in his house and, like, the capabilities of it and what he's right. monitoring and all of that. Because like, even in the set design, it's totally thought through. So I would love to see, like, I don't know, a tour of his house and all of his <laughs> office and stuff. And that, that's the cool thing about Disney Blu-rays is you get into the special features on those and they just have hours and hours and hours and I can just spend all day watching Yeah, that. it's going to be good. Yeah. So so one cool thing that I really love is there are definitely some Easter eggs in this. Yeah, give us some. Yeah. So in the comic book store, all over the place, you see the Iron Giant, which Brad Bird wrote, yeah. directed. Then you also see... The Incredibles everywhere. Really? Yeah. I noticed all the Star Wars stuff. That really stood yep. out. But there's in, there's a Mister Incredible and like onesie prominently there, and it's just it's just fun seeing that. Yeah. Um, I really appreciated that. I we should have paid attention to see if there was any lost stuff. Oh and yeah. Because it's, it's ABC and Disney owns ABC. Oh totally. So. I bet there is. We'll have, we'll have to go back and watch it. For sure. Cool. No. So um. One that was a little bit surprising is seeing the old Tim McGraw in the movie. What did you think about Timmy as was that the dad? Yeah, as her dad. Oh, okay. I was trying to like, who is that? I know that guy. Tim McGraw is awesome. If you haven't seen the movie Friday Night Lights, you have to watch that film. Yeah, I've seen it. He's amazing. And after I saw it, I was like, Tim can act. Yeah. Yeah. So he was good. I enjoyed it. I will say the creepiest part of the whole film, her little brother is the crazy kid telepath from looper is he i don't remember yeah do you remember looper it's the kid who like he comes back to like from the past and he's trying to kill the guy who kills all of the all the loopers i don't think i saw closed, the guy uh, the loops. Did they have like guns or something some kind of yeah, special blunderbusses yes How, oh dude. yes and it was with uh oh yeah joseph gordon levitt and that's um, right what's his name God, I can't remember. Is it Bruce Willis? I totally forgot about that movie. And they put prosthetics on uh-huh. Joseph Gordon-Levitt to make him look like Bruce Willis and everything. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was no. Cool. That he was the kid in the house. He's the he's the kid. Yeah, interesting. So the whole time I was like, ah. <laughs> it's funny how you make those connections, and it carries over even to another film. I really thought that uh, the young uh, George Clooney, I thought right. he did really good too. I really bought into his like passion for yeah. you know everything that he was doing like all, like all of his inventions and creations and that was oh really and when cool. he was like falling and like using his jetpack and all that stuff it was great yeah yeah i do love the tie-in from him flying across the cornfield and le- and then later on the end at the end he's flying across and sputtering across the water <laughs> doing the same thing yeah they're really good at tying stuff in that's one thing i really appreciate about it like damon lindelof and brad bird and their writing they're they really tie back. So what did you think about Hugh Laurie as the villain? 
the problem that I have with things like this is when you're in a film like this where you really only have like three or four big stars, the moment you see one, you know who the villain is. Oh, that's a good point. So I was like, oh, Hugh Laurie's in this. I know who the bad it guy It was is. pretty clear. I mean, I felt like they tried to disguise it, but he was uh, he was kind of like an antagonist from the very beginning when he first encountered the kid. And, right. then, uh, and then the girl who, oh, she was great too. Um, what was her name? Yeah. Her character name. Uh, Athena. Oh, Athena. Uh, yep. She was really good too. Yeah. So I mean, she did a good job. overall, I feel like it was really solid. I just, I, I didn't get the, uh, I think the complexity that I wanted. Like I wanted to come out of there, like saying, like I did not see that coming, or I wonder what happened, or I wonder what this means. You know, like yeah. I really wanted that, but I, I, that's what I feel like I didn't get. Yeah, I agree. Entertaining, fun. Uh, would have loved it as a kid. If totally. you have kids, go watch totally. it. I think kids um, love but, it. Uh, yeah, as an adult, I was hoping for more, and I guess that's just because Brad Bird just did, you know, um, Mission Impossible Four, mm-hmm. and did Damon Lindelof yep. from Lost and from Star Trek. Yeah. And so I was just expecting more of that, but again, it's a Disney film for kids. And uh, talking about the park, um, I was hoping to see the People Mover. Oh. Yeah. Because you know it's still sitting there, and it just doesn't do anything doesn't do anything yeah that would have been cool that would have been cool but well i don't know if i don't think they had the people mover at the world's fair but it could have been in tomorrowland like in the world that's what what you're talking about in tomorrowland yeah Yeah. but i I don't know i don't know how they're going to update it i will say one thing just side note i do love how they do the special openings for all their films oh the sneak peeks so like yeah not the sneak peeks, like the special opening sequence, you know, where you see the Disney castle. Oh, and it's and all like Tinkerbell flies. That over. was cool this time. Yeah. Kind of um, like how they did with Tron too. Like that was all different. Yep. And, and then Pirates of the Caribbean, uh-huh. you can see it. With the, the well, it has the pirate flag waving on it. And yeah. And the ships in the background. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So here's a question. You know, we both are big fans of Disneyland as, as our listeners know, do you think, so uh, also, the world the rest of the world has kind of agreed with us they haven't loved this movie like we're not the only ones you know it's been successful not as successful as they wanted like the numbers so it's made almost 65 million domestic 70 million um foreign so 100 135 million about and it cost 190 to make so they haven't they haven't made their money back of course they will in in you know sales and rentals and, and merchandise and stuff definitely uh, I mean, I want. I still want to buy one of those Tomorrowland pins. Like, did they give them away to people with the with the special Regal Cinemas card? And, oh, really? Uh, I went with my friend Nate, and he got one, and I didn't. And at the end, I just walked out, and I looked at the people who were waiting to clean the clean the thing. And I'm like, "Am I not special? I didn't get a pin." <laughs> and they're like, uh, "Deal with it." Yeah. Well, I want one. Like, even just to put it, like on my bag or something. You know, I think they're cool. Yeah. Um, so where it wasn't this huge blowout success, which I think that Disney was definitely banking on it being a bigger success than it was. I mean, definitely by the budget and by all the marketing that they put into this. And by the time with the park, I mean, the, the name Tomorrowland comes from the Disney parks. Like that's the, that's a really distinct tie in. Um, do you think that it made enough and it's made enough of an impact that Disney will update their, their Tomorrowland lands in their theme parks to match the style because tomorrowland at least in um especially in california is 
definitely dated and needs serious yeah. updating. Um, what do you think? I don't. I don't think there's any. I mean, I was. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think there were any like dramatic set pieces that would work. Well, I think they could take. I think they could. I mean, they had Space Mountain in the in the city. Like you could clearly see what looks like Space Mountain as a building. Right. Um, and I mean, they could build okay. some really tall towers. Yeah, and, and and they could put the monolith up there uh, or whatever it is. Not the monolith, the uh, big ball, the monitor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing about Tomorrowland, like in the movie, glow in the dark tree. It's leaves. less about the future. Where Tomorrowland in the theme parks now is like trying, or when it first opened, it was trying to project the future. Oh yeah. And this is and this, this is, is more about like an alternative universe, like a, a whole. Um, it's a different dimension. A different dimension, yeah. So I think that they could get away with Tomorrowland being that. And I would love to see serious updates to Tomorrowland. Like, there's big rumors that they're going to rip out Tomorrowland and make it Star Wars land. And yeah. and and I would, as much as I love Star Wars, and I would love to see what that world would look like, and I would be so excited about it, I would hate to see Tomorrowland just kind of get thrown away. But maybe it's time. Maybe they take Space Mountain and they turn it into a Star Wars ride. Yeah, they could. I mean, I don't know. And yeah, they would definitely keep Space Mountain, but I don't know. You know what I mean? Tomato, potato. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I just I would love to see like that's the thing. What 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 can what can they change? What can they make Star Wars land like? Make it Tatooine, you know? Make it a couple different areas. I mean, I don't really care about going to Coruscant. Yeah, I would much rather go to Tomorrowland than Coruscant. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. Only time will tell. They're, they should announce well, things later this year. We do need to talk about one thing that is really crappy that's come out because of Tomorrowland, and that is the fact that they canceled Tron Three. Is it is it legit canceled? It is. Tomorrowland uh, canceled it because of Tron. Or Tron Three is canceled because of Tomorrowland's failure. So I just found out that uh, there's a petition though going on. Geek.com is talking yeah. about it. I'll post a link it, in the notes. 18,000 signatures or something like that Wow! in the first running. I'm going to go sign it. Why not? Why not? That's surprising that it killed it. I, I mean, I don't know enough. Do you know what any of the next Disney live-action films are? Yeah, there's the... Uh, John Favreau is doing um, The Jungle Book, and then they have Beauty and the Beast. That's right, and Mulan. Yeah. Is Mulan? I didn't even know Pretty that. Pretty sure... Is announced. It's announced. But interesting, interesting, interesting. All right. Well, so let's let's wrap this up with our our very favorite star reviews. Um, okay. For me, I'll go first to this time for once. Uh, I liked the film. I didn't love the film. I thought that it could have been better, but I'm also impressed with what they were able to create. Uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half out of five stars, and I would mm. and I recommend people see it. Whether you watch it again, that's up to you. But uh, it's one of those ones that I'm excited to watch at home when it comes out. I, I think it, it it's something that my kids will enjoy in the next few years as they get older. So I'm gonna give it a two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right all, right down the middle. Right in the middle for me. It was it was a good film. Didn't really do much for me. I, I laughed a couple times, but at the same time, I I even think the lead girl's acting at the beginning was a little too forced. Hmm. I think it got way better at the end, but too forced at the beginning. Um, 
And again, I just I, I, my expectations were off, so they did a poor job of setting my expectations. Totally. I agree with that. The film. They definitely so. hyped it up. Um, update: The Tron petition has thirty-one thousand two hundred seven supporters right now. Well, let's get it to two. I'm signing it right now. Okay, I'll, I'll it sign right it right too. now. Belly buttons, okay. you should sign it. I'll post it on the Facebook as well, maybe on the Twitter too. <laughs> All right. Well. That wraps up another one. And one little piece of, of news, Smelly Bellies, we just want to let you know that uh, towards the end of June, if you're listening to this you know, uh, up to date with us, towards the end of June, uh, both Phil and I are going to be taking a break. We just, we just can't stand to be around each other anymore. And we need, it's we, been tough. we need to just take, take a few weeks off to just re, you know, regroup and, and just figure out how we can even deal with each other it's actually not true i'm going to ecuador and he's going to thailand yep. so, so but we'll we should have like lots of awesome trip reports i think we might have to break our those both those trips out into like maybe two parts each so yeah be prepared belly buttons all right smelly bellies thank you so much for listening and just remember don't stink <laughs>